the cheeseheads who want it fresh and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the Pax What She Said podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined as always by Perry Goldstein and... It is officially Combine Week, so for as much as we talk about there not being football content, we're getting into a little bit. All of the draft prospects, or I guess most of them, the top 200 or whatever it is, will be in Indy um, running all of those fun drills that we like to watch, the 40s, <laughs> you know, the the hands drills, the bench press um, later this week, which means that all of the GMs are there, all the head coaches are there in Indy, and they got to meet with the media, so we got some good tidbits from the Packers front office this week. But yeah, Perry football, we're getting a little closer. Yeah, we are. It's starting. (laughs) Free agency is two weeks away, March 15th. So it's the dry period with like literally no football news is we're, we're nearing the end of it, even if we're far off from actual football. Yeah. I mean, I think we can talk about the combine and these prospects for quite a while now. And, you know, they'll have their pro days and there'll be plenty. And, you know, Brian Gutekunst gave us some good nuggets today to talk about. So that should hopefully hold us over until we debrief the combine next week. So obviously, Goody was a hot commodity at the media you mm-hmm. know, circuit this week. Everybody wanting to hear if there's an why. update. Yeah, if, if everybody wants to know if there's an update on Aaron Rodgers, and the answer is no, there is no update on Aaron Rodgers. Um, it sounds like they have had very brief text conversations, have not really spoken since the season ended, and um, the, it still sounds like Rodgers will have a decision by the end of or by the beginning of free agency. But that's it. I feel like the no update is an update in itself, though. Mm-hmm. I you agree. Know? Like I don't. You can speculate about what their lack of conversation means per se but that is it's interesting yeah I mean it 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 says a lot without saying anything and you know I think Goody's in this really interesting spot where he can't just you know come out and say hey we want we want a haul for Rogers they want him back he's a four-time MVP you don't want to risk offending Jordan Love but you also have to say that yes of course you think Jordan Love can be the starter so could you imagine if he actually got up there and like spoke truthfully? He, he just got up and was like, yeah, so our ideal scenario is to trade Rogers for this many picks. We back Jordan and that's that. Or if he was like, you know, we think Jordan might be it. We're not really sure, but we took him in the first round. So we might as well find out. Or he gets up there in like a cowboy hat and he does that like auctioneer voice and just has all of the other 31 teams and does like a full bid for Aaron Rodgers. We have three first round picks, three first round <laughs> picks. That is the starting bid. That would honestly make the media circuit a little more interesting. I think it's always it somewhat interesting. There's always good sound bites, but that, yeah. that would take the cake. So there, I will say though, on the Rodgers front, like in all seriousness, there were some things that Goot didn't say that are notable, you know, like I think in past years, he's been very, adamant about like always wanting Rogers back in Green Bay like backing him as like we all know as one of the greats whereas like this time around he obviously he was just a little bit more uh vague right like obviously we would love that if that's what both parties want like we want to do what's best I think what caught my eye was we want to do what's best for the Green Bay Packers organization and like you can take that as whatever you want but he wasn't outwardly like the best thing for this team going forward is having Aaron Rodgers under center. 
which he yeah. said in the past. I think, you know, it's interesting too, because obviously both camps here want to come out looking favorably. So whatever the truth is, is probably some type of gray area in the middle. You've got the Packers front office who's saying, you know, absolutely we want Rodgers back if he wants to come back. You've got Aaron Rodgers going on shows like the Pat McAfee show saying it has to be like a mutual interest. So, you know, whatever happens, it sounds like the Packers at least knew that this would be kind of a year-to-year deal despite Rodgers signing that extension. And if he does come back, a restructure will be you know, almost guaranteed to to be more cap friendly for the season. Well, it has to be. They they simply cannot afford to pay him and have the cap hit that it like would be currently. Yeah, and I, I did think it was interesting too. I saw on Twitter today Matt Schneidman of the Athletic. You know, he was saying that for everybody who is you know pining over this and saying that it's taking way too long for him to make a decision, the Aaron Rodgers decision last season was public on March eighth. So, you know, for as long as it feels, we did this last season and it actually has lasted longer. So he said before the start of free agency, like you said in the beginning of the show, free agency starts March 15th. So a couple more weeks to wait yet on the Aaron Rodgers front. At least we could have up to a couple more weeks. But we hope not. But we hope not. All right, let's see. What else did Brian Goodman say to the media today? Um, probably one of the bigger nuggets. We kind of talked about restructures last week on the show that uh, David Bakhtiari is their next candidate. They're working with him. They basically said a restructure is imminent at this point, and they'll do everything in their power to ensure that his contract is cap friendly to keep him in Green Bay for the 2023 season. So a move I think that we expected, you know, there was you know, maybe a little bit of uncertainty there, but the Packers want him back. Obviously, he's a franchise left tackle, and he should be on the upswing as far as his recovery and finally being full health. Yeah, we did talk about this, I think, last show when we looked at everybody's contracts and potential restructures, and it made complete sense to do something with David this year, given the cap hit. It looked like, I think, astronomical um, on the books. So it'll be more of, I think, There was a lot of speculation with him, and I think we talked about this too, whether he's tied to Rodgers or not, but the feeling I get is that, A, he's not, obviously, and B, the 2023 season felt like a season he would stay in Green Bay. I think it's next year where his, you know, there's a little, a couple more options that feel more likely. Like, I I never thought that the Packers are going to do anything but keep Bakhtiari for this coming season. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting, too, because, you know, you, you talk about the cohesion of the offensive line and the last couple of seasons, it's been a ton of shuffling with injuries and guys playing just about everywhere. So at least knowing that you've got your left tackle back as a cornerstone will do a lot for the development of every other piece. Um, and somebody who got a lot of attention in this little media circuit was Zach Tom. And I thought it was interesting that Brian Gutekunst had said initially, like when they drafted him, they thought maybe his best fit would be center. So I don't know if there's any type of competition there. Josh Myers obviously being a second round draft pick, high pedigree, you know, yeah. but a lot to live up to. So it sounds like Zach Tom will be in contention for a starting spot, even though we don't know where that might be yet along the line. Yeah. I think center, right guard, right tackle, all open at the moment. Um but I'm looking forward to seeing a full season of David Bakhtiari back. It's his full self. Obviously, this past season had a, a rocky, rocky through, a rocky start, then the appendectomy. And I don't know if 
Um, he got like the credit he necessarily deserved because when he played, he played really well. He played like we know and love him to be um, so solid. I think he gave up like one pressure in games that he played and started. But I would love to see him have another full season because without that, it's hard to know the kind of player that he is at this current moment, right? Is he fully recovered from the knee? Is he back to his old self? Can he handle like a full workload, a full season again? And if so, then, you know, there's the option to keep him in 2024. If this is like this reoccurring unfortunate situation where he's aging and this injury has just set him back, right? That that can open their minds. But I don't know if the Packers can really make any like definitive decisions without this season with him. Absolutely. So, you know, regardless, like we said last week, regardless of who the quarterback is, you want a all pro left tackle to be in the mix on your offensive line. Another name, you know, that we weren't too sure about, but, you know, Brian Gutekunstall, but confirmed today that he will be back is Mason Crosby. Yes. You know, that's, that's big news. We weren't sure if the Packers were going to move on from him, get younger at the position, but, you know, he sounded like um, actually this, uh, I don't know if you'd call it a down year, but just, you know, I know, you know, we were kind of concerned about his leg. He's Goody said that it's a lot better now post-surgery and his recovery is going really, really well. So when you think about the surgery he had last off season, it could have affected his play in 2022. Now he should be all cleaned up and ready for 2023. So Mason Crosby back in green Bay, another free agent, quote unquote, returning to the Packers. I don't hate it. If they want to restructure it and it's not a big cap hit, like, of course, spring Mason back. That doesn't mean they don't have to have a couple other kickers in camp. That doesn't mean there isn't going to be competition necessarily. Um, but again, having someone, having a solid kicker, even if he's on the older end and can't, you know, I mean, Mason actually, he hit like in the fifties this season. So it's not even like his play is declining. I also would be curious to see him in year two of Rich Bisaccia, Um the unit had pretty significant improvements, but um, sophomore year, if you will, it could be even better in terms of um, consistency. So I'm all for it. I, again, if there's, if there's a restructure, less money, low cap hit, I, I don't see why this is a negative. Yeah. I mean, you talked about it. It's, it's kind of crazy to think, right. That we, we said Aaron Rodgers and Mason Crosby could be gone. And that is your final two players left from the Super Bowl 45 roster. So at least we'll have Crosby back, you know, we don't know what's going to happen, but Mason Crosby could be the longest tenured player on the Packers when he returns. I like what you said though, about Rich Passaccia. Obviously it sounds like Pat O'Donnell will be back. There's no reason to think otherwise. If Keyshawn Nixon is back, you know, there's just a lot to really like about the special teams unit that would be ascending for a second season since Rich didn't get that head coaching job in Indy. Thank God. Yeah, you got your big three. So let's bring it, bring it back year two, maybe get in some more, you know, rook, athletic rookies out there as gunners, et cetera. I think this unit could be pretty nice. Although I guess we're still waiting on the Keyshawn Nixon signing. Yeah, that hasn't happened yet. Maybe they're waiting till all the cap space is free. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, somebody that we do know is on the roster and hopefully, I don't know, uh, you know, it's it's a lot of optimism to say he'd be ready for the start of the season. But Ryan Gutekunst mm-hmm. had a lot of high praise for edge rusher Rashawn Gary, 
said that his rehab is going really well. Everything looks promising. I believe, yeah, he's been rehabbing in Atlanta and Texas. So they're really optimistic about that. I don't think that'll deter the Packers from taking an edge rusher, maybe with that number 15 pick in the first round. But Rashawn Gary should be on the field sooner rather than later for the Packers in 2023. Makes me so happy. That should make every single Packers fan happy. If there's one thing you take away from that presser, it's that. Uh, he's just so important. There, there's, I don't even think there's a need to add any commentary to it. It's just great news. I mean, you had to know, knowing him, that he was going to attack rehab with like so much intensity. So I'm not super surprised. I agree. You know, and of course, we've got to take all this with a grain of salt. It's Brian Gutekunst going up in front of all the media. But a lot of, I think, expected answers here. We're happy to hear that Rashawn Gary is rehabbing really well. You know, the the Mason Crosby nugget was interesting. He certainly didn't have to talk about Zach Tom and praise him the way that he did. But other conversations, you know, I think it was Cassidy Hill that asked uh, if Alan Lazard will be back on the roster. And he said, you know, there are certain scenarios where that would be possible. You know, it's certainly a possibility. So, for all of the uh, GM speak that he gave at the combine, there were certainly, you know, some glimpses into what is more truthful about the roster, such as the David Bakhtiari restructure. Yeah. The, uh, to the Allen comment, he did do an interview recently. I apologize. I can't remember where it was, but he was also asked right about his impending free agency. Um, and he had only high praise for playing in Green Bay, first of all, which was, I mean, you never know what players are going to say, but it was really nice to hear. Obviously he said it set the bar for him in terms of what kind of organization he would go to next if he were to leave um, because of just the way that the Packers do their business and like the winning mentality, et cetera. Um, But he's factoring in a lot of things. Obviously he's going to take the highest payday possible, but he mentioned city that he would want to live in after he plays i'm imagining green bay is not that place he mentioned climate again imagining green bay is not that place so it sounds like even he is also on the fence and just kind of testing out what free agency looks like having his agent you know go out and see what the market looks like for him he also did mention that his agent has been in contact with the packers so that kind of like, I think, correlates with what Goot said, saying like there are certain scenarios. I just imagine that the Packers won't want to pay him what he wants to get paid, um, like an MVS from last year. You know, just someone else is just going to shell out, I think, more money than the Packers are willing to. And that's OK. Yeah. And I mean, I think one of the things too, Peter Bukowski, a couple other names have talked about it is just. You know, you also have to think about the fit. And there are certainly teams that Alan Lazard could go to and be a useful piece. But as far as like a a run blocker and just, you know, Matt LaFleur calls him a goon for a reason, right? Like there's a lot of love for him and what he does for the offense at his best statistical season with the Packers. So I think the argument could definitely be made, you know, that do we want the Packers to shell out more money than we think that contract is worth? Of course not. But have the Packers kind of done that in the past historically with some of their guys also true. So I know the cap situation is not great this year for green Bay, but I could see Alan Lazard being one of those pieces that, you know, let's say Rogers comes back, you know, Lazard is a really nice bargaining chip to say, Hey, here's one of your guys in the offense. And to Lazard's like to play his side of things, I think like, you know, he's playing on like 
less than four mil right now. You know what I mean? And so he is playing under his value at the moment. Like the Packers got an absolute steal out of him, getting him off of the Jaguars practice squad. He has just not made what I'm sure he fully believes that he deserves to make based on the way that he's played. And especially since he was, you know, arguably Green Bay's one and he's shown, you know, what he can do. Obviously a lot of that comes down to him playing with Aaron Rodgers, but um, I can see in his mind how he's been like, I've been playing on, you know, no money. And this is my one chance. I'm how old? 27. Like this might be my one contract to actually set myself up for my future. And I have to capitalize on that. And that's like number one priority. And quite frankly, I respect it. And I hope he go gets his money, whether it's in Green Bay or not. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, we can never fault those guys. It's like, you know, Devontae Adams, everybody was like, well, the Packers were going to pay him more to stay in Green Bay, but he wanted to be closer to his family and his grandma could get to come see him play for the first time. So, you know, there's a lot of factors for these guys. And I think that's a really good point with Lazard. I think, you know, a lot of this just boils down to, we don't know what's going to happen yet with the quarterback, but the tone that Goody had maybe this year felt different than the tone that he had last year, where last year felt more like a sure thing, you know, with Rodgers going back to the Packers and this year, it doesn't feel as certain. And I think both sides are a little bit noncommittal at this point, you know, where the Packers are, are ready to move on to Jordan Love, if that's the case. And if Aaron Rodgers wants to come back, it sounds like they will welcome that as well. So yeah, all of that to say, we didn't really get, go ahead. Any updates? I was going to just say one more thing. Cause now that I'm looking into it, I just want to share because I actually think it's wild since playing with the Packers. So this is the 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022 season five seasons. Alan Lazard has, I say only, obviously we understand what I mean by that, only in football terms, only made $5.95 million. In 2018, he was making 56,000. It's obviously gone up in 2019, 2020, 2021, but all those seasons were still, his salary was still under a million dollars. And only this past season, I think on his tender, he was making 3.98. So like even more, just want to like drill home what I mean by like, he has been playing no matter what you think of him way under value and like for sure wants his money now. So those numbers, like those numbers just like are, those are practice squad numbers. You know what I mean? For, for an NFL wide receiver who is like a starter on this team. Yeah, and I, I mean, like, not to completely derail the conversation, but I think that's been kind of the argument with a lot of these young stud players playing on rookie contracts, guys like Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, who you could argue are searching for these really large contracts because their rookie deals don't adequately pay them, you know, what their market value would pay them. So anytime yeah. a guy like Alan Lazard is so underpaid, you expect them to want to kind of go chase that money elsewhere. Any final thoughts about any, you know, rumors, things we heard at the Combine today or saving all that for next week? We'll save Combine talk because nothing has happened yet. Um, I think today, yeah, today was is Tuesday. It was day one. Um, we are hoping, I'll do a little teaser, to have a fun guest on next week to talk about the Combine, someone who's actually there, TBD, it's still in the works. Um, but I think... We are just on Rogers' watch, unfortunately, still at this point. I don't know about you, and we don't have to dive into it if we don't want to now, but I feel like it's fairly clear where the Packers stand 
and they are just being like respectful as they should be to the 18 year four time NFL first ballot hall of fame quarterback. And just saying like, we really, really don't want this to be anything forceful. We don't want this to be messy, like make your decision, but we'd really like to trade you and move on. You know what I mean? Like this, we want this to be mutual and we want you to want to leave or retire or whatever it is. And if you haven't actually listened or like, listened enough to any kind of deep dives about all the different scenarios here. Actually, Andy Herman has a really great like YouTube video segment on like why it actually really needs to be Roger's decision in terms of like retirement cap trade value, all that it's very, very well done. Um, But I, like you said before, the, the verbiage, the way that they're speaking about the situation, all of that is just like really shifted. Um, And you can kind of tell that, they're like, look, we are ready to move on to the next thing. We think we have the next thing, but there's just like a respect thing and a politics and an optics thing here that we have to mind. And so that's what we're doing right now. I was going to ask you before we wrapped up. So I, I'm going to make it a two-parter now. I'm sorry. The first question was just going to be, you know, do you think that we have a decision by the end of the combine? Like, do you think he's close? And the second part of that then, I guess, is, do you think that there's a realistic chance that Aaron Rodgers retires or do you think right now we're kind of looking at he's going to the Packers or he's going to a different team to be traded? Like where do you rank retirement in that based on kind of everything that we've heard so far? So your first question combine ends what March 6th, something like that. Whatever Sunday is or Monday. Um, So maybe you know, I don't know. I can't predict Aaron Rodgers anymore. Um, but if it's before the start of free agency, then I don't think that's like totally unrealistic. He might want to wait until they can speak like in person. So maybe he's waiting until like Goot is back I, in Green Bay. I have no idea. In terms of retirement, I've never felt like retirement was really uh, on the table. Um, maybe he was enlightened in a different way in his darkness retreat or in these last couple weeks talking to like the people closest to him in his life. But he's a competitor and he like this is not meant to be a negative comment just want to preface it like the man has an ego right he deserves to have an ego he's one of the best to ever do it and he had his like worst statistical season so i can't imagine he wants to go out on this note and i think that if retirement was the case right it's been eight weeks since the season ended I would imagine if retirement was what he was doing, he would have said that already, right? Tom Brady announced it already. A couple other guys around the NFL have announced that already. Like, he hasn't. Um, So I don't think that it's likely. I think it's the lowest on the totem pole. Um, I also have been saying, just putting it out there, I don't think he'd want to be in the same class as Brady or JJ. Like, I just don't think he'd want to – I don't think that's like a – big factor but if he's weighing everything about this and thinking through every possibility like i can't imagine he really wants to like share the stage at canton um just as like a side note but i think he probably and he said i'm mcafee right i think i can still play at a high level i still think i can win another mvp so no i don't think retirement's it i really go back and forth on that because he says all those things but he's also the most 
I don't know if relaxed is the word, but, you know, it's been more about, like, the beautiful mystery. And, you know, I think there's a part of him that wants to go out knowing he can still play at a high level. Like, you don't want to have <laughs> multiple lame duck seasons. You don't want to go through a trade and go to, like, a 6-11 and 11 team and just, you know, miss the playoffs. Like, it's like the Tom Brady rule, right? Tom Brady should have retired when the Bucs won the Super Bowl and just ridden out on top. And he, he had a wonderful career nobody is gonna say like oh man those last couple years really ruined you know his legacy whatever happens with Aaron Rodgers is not going to really tarnish his legacy at this point I don't think that's the case but there's a part of me that thinks that he's so much more relaxed that maybe these darkness retreats and these things are his way of finding out if he likes life without football yet like if he's ready to kind of just accept that um but I don't know. I still, I still think he comes back to the Packers. That's my, I think. I think back. he really likes keeping people on his toes. I also think there's a part of this <laughs> that he really enjoys. Um, I think there's also a part of it that he has said it's really important to him to be a Green Bay Packer for life. I don't know how much of that is factoring in. Like, you know what I mean? Like that could mm-hmm. be talk that could be like in an ideal perfect world, which we don't live in kind of situation. Um, I believe him when he says that's important to him, but I also believe that if he thinks he can go out and win and there's a good opportunity for him that he would accept a trade, but you're right. He could take this time and say, you know what? Life without football does feel great. Maybe, you know, I do want to spend, I spent 18 years with one organization. That's how I want to go. I just don't see it. I, I just really don't see it. Um, it's going to be, I will say though, it's an, and I don't know how you feel about this. Maybe we can wrap with this last piece as ready as I am for the next chapter in my, for my green Bay Packers as my team that I love, it's going to be no matter what, I think really hard to watch him in another Jersey. Like really, I imagine it's how people felt watching Favre in another Jersey, but like, I was kind of too young for, to really like appreciate that at the time. I remember it obviously, but like, it doesn't matter that this is feels right. It's going to be really hard to watch. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've talked about it a number of times on the show and we talk about like, you know, statistically or monetarily as a Packer fan, what you think the smart decision is, but that doesn't have to coincide with your fandom and what your heart feels and we grew up watching Aaron Rodgers play football and he was Super Bowl 45 and he took the Packers, you know, and made them something really special and watching him play quarterback, I think is kind of the way, like I have little cousins who are falling in love with Patrick Mahomes. And I feel like that was a generation ago, how people felt watching Aaron Rodgers play. So there's always that next thing, but it definitely would be tough to see, especially the jets. Like if, if we're going to have like a, a, an exact mirror image, like, I don't know. I still think Aaron Rodgers comes back to the Packers, but I there is a part of me that wonders if retirement's on the table, if he's like, look, you guys want to start the Jordan Love era? Yeah. Maybe maybe I'm ready to be done with football. Time is a flat circle if he goes to the Jets. <laughs> that's how I feel. As long as he doesn't um, end up in the Vikings. If he goes to the Jets and retires, that's fine. Yeah. But don't do like the... Hey, um, if he wants to come to New York, buddy. Buddy. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the greatest city in the world. Okay, I'm done. I was going to say, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. So we will be back next week, obviously, talking about the Combine, talking about players maybe that we fell in love with, 
players whose stock kind of decreased a little bit. Like you said, hopefully we'll have a guest on that was at the Combine. That remains to be seen. Everybody has crazy schedules, it feels like, nowadays. So who knows? But thank you, as always, for listening to the show. You can find the podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. You can find it on Twitter at PWSS Podcast. You can find Carrie on Twitter, Carrie underscore Goldstein. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. Thank you again. We really appreciate you all listening each and every week. And we'll be back with Combine Talk. So go pack up. Go pack up.